podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From our perspective, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, uh, but, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. point. <laughs> so, we had first self-protection for women in Guildford. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, what's the feedback? Really good. Yeah, really, really positive, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you want us to stop talking while you switch? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've just been through all the feedback and it was really, really positive, which is very exciting because you never know. You know, you hopefully you want people to be enjoying themselves, but um, they were very such an engaged group, um, and we didn't get through everything that we wanted to get through because there were some great conversations where they were bringing like personal examples for us to workshop. And um, so they were a great group to work with. Yeah. Really, really good. Had some really valuable contributions as well. And you always know you've had a great um, seminar uh, when you're thinking at the end, what bits can I cut here? Because we've, uh, yeah. we've indulged in, in some areas more than others maybe. But yeah, it was really good. Yeah, we had to ditch a shed load of material. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll have to invite us back. To that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't a plan. It just happened. So. Funny enough... Um, a recent week, I posted a lot of um, gifts for Dara, and I had the feedback from people, oh, yeah, are you going to do it again? Is mm-hmm. it going to be because the country is great? So yeah. I think we didn't thought about a uh, date very well, or I didn't, because it's a hotel. Yes. Of course. So there were yeah. mums from the school saying, oh, we well, really yeah. come, but I have to be with the kids. Okay. So maybe everything rescheduled and do it again, and put more hours into it, because three hours is obviously not enough. Yeah. I'm more than happy to come and do that. And be wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought what was really nice was that the group didn't bring, like, we didn't have expectations to have to work against because a lot of them were non-martial artists or the martial artists that came were martial artists that understand the gap between karate and self-defense, for example, um, and were keen to explore that um, and very much interested in... Um, their own experience as women and what they need to do. So we were looking at personal risk profiles, for example. Um, and so we were able to get quite deep with that in a way that was very relevant to a lot of people in the group. The other thing which I really liked about it um, was um, obviously we had some um, teenage girls who came with their mum and then um, George was here, came with Chris. And so exploring the advantages and disadvantages of a a parent-teenager relationship for personal safety when they want more independence but that you know has to be you know within certain guidelines or when the teenager also wants protection using their parents in social situations and that kind of thing so there were some really great discussions there um, which I thought was um, brilliant and I think there's a lot to be gained for from a family point of view um, when you get like mums and daughters coming together to this kind of thing so how did you Together to do that, um, as in, like, as VPAM, how did that happen? How did that happen? Um, uh, I'm not sure. I think really we were we were both independently teaching this material within our own classes. It's like it's part of my curriculum. You've got your new um program coming out. No, is, I remember exactly how it happened. So, how did it really happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was ordained. It was no, it's because. We we're both very interested in this stuff anyway, yeah. so we naturally ended up like researching it and talking about it together. Because we're fortunate in that, because we're not far away, we often meet up for yeah. training and that kind of thing. And it was in the woods. We sat in the oh, woods. Yes. We went up to the top Nihanshi tree, not the one in our usual dojo. Oh, 
Do you remember? It was, I do remember, yeah. yeah. It was a dry day and we sat and we mapped out what we might did. this look like if we were to work together on this. Can't believe How do you remember can't these believe things? You How do you remember? <laughs> Such an important yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Just like oh. yeah. No, but it, it occurred to us that because we have, um, you know, we get along well, we have very valuable discussions and we bring different things to it. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever mentioned it to you, but Chris was in the army. Mm-hmm. So he... Yeah. I like to keep it low. I like to keep it low. Key, if I'm honest, it's like covert ops. He never talks about it. Um, but uh, he, you know, there's a, a great deal of uh, experience that he's had, particularly from his teaching time in the army and you know being in dangerous situations and so on. So that's um, important. I obviously coming from a teaching background myself and having a lot of interest in where karate fails. Um, that's how I got more into self-defense was understanding you know, that gap and wanting to explore and learn about it, particularly in the fields of children and women and other vulnerable populations. So we found that we had complementary skills and a strong interest uh, and that we work well together. Yeah. We team teach well together. Which enjoy is... it. That's yeah, like, yeah. I think that's, <laughs> that's the main thing. Yeah, enjoy it. And I think for me, um, as, a, as a male instructor teaching self-defense, you know, um, I say this often, but you don't know what you don't know. Mm. So for me... If I was going to be delivering, I mentioned previously on the podcast that the large majority of our, large percentage, sorry, of our um, student membership is based, is, is female. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a daughter who does karate and um, learns self-defense. But there are nuances and unique aspects to teaching that type of training that you don't know unless you've lived it. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's been really valuable, Mary sharing those experiences and the experiences of the people she's taught independently. And then every time we come and do something like this, for me, this is training for me. I learned something that I, I didn't know before, um, and I have things that are reinforced for me. And I'm like, okay, that's something I need to, you know, maybe I might need to go and research that because it's not my lived experience. So for me, it's really valuable, and I hope that that cascades down to sort of my students and then the, the VPAM stuff that we do. That we do, yeah. I think that's right, and I think um, because we've been doing it for a little while now, um, we have a good understanding of what's appropriate for each group that we're teaching. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, often, like today, for example, we, just, we change direction and we go, actually, this is more relevant to this group or this is not in the same way that you do when you are, you know, when you're used to teaching together and you have a lot of material, way too much material, just so then you can often, like, pivot as you need to going along. Um, so that helps us as well because we teach, you know, we, we can teach this to very young children or we can teach it to people in corporate environments as we we have done relatively recently but we have enough that we can kind of cherry pick material that's mm-hmm. appropriate for that group you need to adjust flexibility but you can go further you yeah. can do something else to the kid in school mm-hmm. versus like a group today with the more, mostly adults who yeah. are yeah. different jobs and, and different experiences right? yeah and have different problems that they're going to be bringing to that um, that they want us to help solve because that's really what we're doing is like people that come to this kind of thing are not coming because they have everything sorted. They're coming because they have specific things that they want to address. Mm. And so we need to have the experience and knowledge to supply more information so they can make better decisions, basically, mm. as opposed to impose on them what we think is correct, universal template of here is self-defense for you, now you take that. So in a way you kind of 
allowing them to dictate the topic they are, oh, yeah. Yeah, and you kind of reinforce. I, I, <coughs> I haven't been on a class, of course, because I was a kid, yeah. but I, w- I would imagine that, and I think we talked about it with Chris, that um, you kind of um, making people realize that they know more than they think they yeah. know. Right? Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, that's, a really, that's one of the things that keeps coming up, is that they know what to do, but once you can codify that, um, then you can do it better. Once you make it tangible for people, some of the drills that we run, and they're like, actually, I can read body language, and I do this incredibly well. Here we run the blink drill, mm. you have a snapshot in time, and you read a person's posture, and then you have to verbalise certain aspects of that posture, um, and what it means for self-protection, or your self-protection. Um, people do this all the time. Mm. You know, we, we, we do this all the time. Um, and it was quite interesting today. We, we, we explained the drill, we demonstrated the drill, we talked about it, and there were some sceptical faces in the, in the crowd. I don't think I'm actually going to be able to do this, or uh, you've made that look really easy, I don't think I can do that. And then seeing the smiling faces four minutes later, yeah, and they, they both had a couple of... Yeah, they, yeah, and they, oh, actually, I do this really, really well. Um, so, yeah, raising awareness and, and you know, showcasing to people that... You know, this is not necessarily something that's going to take a very, very, very long time to master. You have the ability to do this, but you just need to be... Yeah, I think in a way you can compare it to a cooking program, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you don't know how to cook, yeah. they'll just give you that exactly. reinforcement that I follow recipe and you can be great. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. definitely. And there's going to be lots of different ways of varying that depending on you know your own situation. So um, I, one of the things I thought worked really well today was the um, connection between the body language reads on into the fence concepts because um you know having them understand themselves in that and then bringing what was going to be appropriate and natural in their own body language um worked really nicely and that's i think that's the first time we've done it like that and we'll do that again definitely because they really um they embraced that really nicely and then the other thing that i thought was particularly good was we had some very high quality questions mm. about the material and in fact there's a couple of times we missed something <laughs> <laughs> and your wife yeah, yeah she yes. had some very major concerns no. We did actually have a murder scenario planned of somebody's husband in today's drill, um, but it was not you. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was definitely a crime scene waiting to happen uh, if this um, plays out in the way that it might. So yeah, we apologise for that. You said that if you've been doing the first time kind of to open public, mm-hmm. yeah, as this, um, you're going to carry on. How was your your impression of it? Yeah, I, I, it I thought that works really well. I mean, one of the one of the things that struck me is when we go into if we go and do corporate stuff or we go into a school, often we have to come up, we butt up against an expectation from the organisation that's, that's brought us in. And one of the things, oh, we want to do some self defence skills, and then they get us in to do do stuff, and they're expecting us to turn up with lots of pads and head guards mm. and stuff like that and do lots of physical skills. And, and sometimes, I mean, the, the, the groups that we work for regularly now who have us back know exactly where we fit and they're very good at, at um, um, encouraging us to do the thing that we do. Um, but there can be sometimes a bit of a barrier. I was thinking going into schools in London sometimes and, and them expecting sort of a, a like a, almost like a kickboxing class mm. and then you're talking about boundary setting and awareness and stuff. Um, and that could be the, but it worked really nicely here. We were, you know, we had the remit of delivering um, self-protection skills for specifically to a female audience, um, and then all the material sort of slotted in quite nicely, didn't it? Yeah. I think seeing online, there's got a few 
Muslim Dodgers interested not to get you on the, on the public because they had their credit you with Shaka going, oh, can I come? Yeah. No, with, with the designers, it wouldn't be normally. So, no, you can't come. Yeah. But, you know, we grabbed it. Oh, that's a really good idea. I'm going to grab it. And, and then you can customize it to uh, whatever they need, right? Yeah. Yeah, ideally. Um, but in terms of, we talk about like the amount of flexibility that's necessary depending on demographic. I do think that sometimes within um, the world of martial arts, people want to teach women self-defense. And we've had sometimes people come to us and they're like, oh yeah, tell us what you teach in a workshop so that we can go and do that. You know, And it's very frustrating because actually we put years of research into what we have, which is an enormous amount of material, which we can then adapt to the people that are in front of us. Well, I used to spend a lot of money to constant continuous personal development mm. yeah and it's not I mean it's not just about that but it's also about there isn't one template for a women's yeah. self-defense workshop you have to truly start to research and understand women's self-defense mm. um, and that's a long job and we can't just like deliver that to you in you know bite in the bite-sized chunk here here's an, a one hour's workshop and now you can go and teach women's self-defense it just, just doesn't really work like that so um, I thought that that with the group today, the the fact that it was specifically women's self-defense and a, it was a women-only workshop meant that they felt much more comfortable bringing forward yeah. their experiences, um, which was the most important part of being able to then answer the questions and provide them the information to make safer decisions. Yeah. So I really appreciate you asking us to do that and providing that space yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> no seriously because it, w it was about like sort of recognizing that it's trying to serve the people that it was there for as opposed to you know necessarily like putting together something um i don't know a little template which um, we would never we'll never teach that workshop exactly the same no, way no. Mm. that would never happen no, because different if different things come out every every time, every time. To, to, to be honest you know I, I wish i could stay she had loads. Impressive. Because I've been I was talking uh, with Chris a couple of weeks ago about the, I've been asked to from my mental health charity yes, to yeah. do uh, women's yeah. to do the self defense. It wasn't just before women. Yeah. But you know, we had a, yeah. a girls have created a uh, plan mm. within my abilities. Mm. But I think it's exactly what you said. Thinking self so, so we just around karate for mental health for uh, for self-defense. You're gonna get that some past people when they punch themselves. Yeah, but that's a completely different thing because I'm gonna be talking about statistics and yeah. you know dangerous environments and stuff like that. So people who come for physical aspect would be disappointed. So you might lose people from that. Oh no, it's gonna be fine. We can get more more people and never go back with the karate after that. Well, okay, if you want to do that, yeah. fine. But you know, as well, I would like to ask your opinion because. I've been working with people with mental health, so mm -hmm. you know, teaching them self-defense, and you, I would like to put in there some, you know, shouting, and yeah. bad language. Yeah, definitely. But I can't. Yeah. Because people with mental health might, might be triggered. Yeah. yeah. So I need to kind of yeah. figure out who's gonna be on the session. Yeah. What can I do? What I cannot do to not make it worse instead of help them. Yeah, and I think that's something we think about that um, with every. Uh, seminar with every piece of training that we deliver. There's always a thing at the beginning, you know, a small part of the beginning where we talk about you know, previous trauma and and how that we will cope with that within within the um, you know, the training that we provide. 
and giving people the option to take a step back. You know, it's not a rigid karate style class where everybody's lined up and everybody must do. You know, people are free to partake in the things that, that, that they feel comfortable and if they don't feel comfortable, then that's absolutely fine. Um, and uh, you know, I think having that is, is, is crucial. And then afterwards, we do the, the wash up where people have the opportunity to come and speak to us if there's anything that they have um, we've spoken about that they want to unpack huge or that, that they need to um, address before they leave. And we're around. Well, to, they want to more resources yeah. to, to research for themselves. But I think it's one of the things is you're very good with body language, um, and we have this always in every single group. So people that didn't know us and the body language at the beginning is still quite closed. And then you start to, sometimes we share a little bit and that helps them to open up. Sometimes they start to share with each other. I helps them up. And then before, by the time it got to like halfway through, you've got much more open faces, open body language, people jumping in and suggesting things. Conversations flowing. Yeah, conversations flowing like with us and with each other. And then you go, okay, we're fine here. This is, this is going, you know, they're complacent, but you like, the group has found its stride within what we've got. And um, this obviously going to be the same in your teaching is that you're really watching and seeing how is this material landed do i need to change this how am i modifying this in order to help people like be part of what's happening because sometimes you see people that are kind of like shutting mm. off from that which is okay because sometimes they need to think through something or it's it's started something off for them which they can't deal with right then and there but yeah i think yeah and i think them having you, know, you having an understanding that you, know, you are going to have people that don't want to participate in everything and then feeling like that's okay that I don't, you know, I don't join in with this particular thing can be a relief to people and then oh, I'm okay, I'll give it a go because I know that I can withdraw, I can pull back and I can be an observer, I'm, nothing's going to be expected of me. And I think just having that relaxed environment just helps everybody feel like they can, you know, they can do more. It was interesting, one of the feedback things somebody said, um, you know, they were like, 10 out of 10, I didn't feel judged. Oh, nice. I'm like, oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm worried, slightly concerned that you felt that you might, you might, be, yeah, you might yeah. be judged. But, you know, I think that's one of the things that uh, underpins all the stuff that you do. And you're always at the beginning of any workshop just setting those guidelines for this is, this is how it's going to work. And, and you are very non-judgmental in how you set things which is amazing really you, you bring tea and coffee as well yeah, which actually, I think is the most British thing anybody's ever done yeah. well I've learned from Germany <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Germans case properly Christian does that all year and um, speaking of uh, learning from stuff so yeah. this episode uh, is also by the Violence Prevention and Management UK and Karate Women Brothers both organisations helping people to be themselves yes. and uh, non non judgmental advertisement. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> environment. Non judgmental and environment. If you want to uh, know more more information about the VPAM mm-hmm. uh, and practice for mental health, uh, find us online and um, in yeah, yeah. yeah, we well, have a Facebook group. Yeah. Um, we have like a one-page website that I haven't done anything yeah. to. Yeah. So I know it's a shambles, isn't it? So probably <laughs> don't look for us on a website because really it's just embarrassing. But, you know, find us on Facebook. You can uh, contact us individually. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so what are the plans for the future? More of the same. Plans, yeah. very strong words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> business acumen. Um, having people like yourself... Um, bring us in is brilliant because this is something that we feel very strongly about and um, would like to do more of so yeah so plans would be to try and do more public seminars where possible 
um, and really to get the message across to people that uh, if you want to be t teaching self-defense, then you should be teaching educated self-defense. Um, it's not enough to go in and hit some pads. Um, you must take responsibility. It's an ethical responsibility, yeah. I think, to do a good job. I think we see, I've seen, we've seen quite a bit of that, though. I mean, within our, within our karate world, we've, we've had lots of instructors approach us and say, I've seen some of the stuff that you're doing, or I've heard about some of the stuff that you're doing. Sounds really good. This is beyond my scope yeah. of knowledge. Um, so we have had a few karate yeah, um, people come up to us. So, I mean, hopefully maybe in the future we might do like a specific um, course for instructors. Mm. Um, but it, it impresses me that people are um, prepared to sort of say, this is not an area of expertise for me. Um, this is something that you guys do a lot of. Um, I'd be interested to learn um, instead of trying to bluff the case and pretend, you know. I think this is a positive change. This is, this is yeah. as well, right? Yeah. I know you're always thinking of people. Um, I think you just feel being judged. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if I say that uh, I don't know something, I'm losing my face. And yeah. It's kind of people going to be, oh, uh, you know. And I think there's a genuine confusion mm. in that people that are studying and teaching martial arts really do think that they are studying and teaching self defense. Mm -hmm. um, and that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Having you know, local schools inviting people in to teach um, self-defense and you know, getting local sport groups in to deliver that, you know, essentially what is a sports package. Sorry, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 I gets know. very upset yeah. because in our local area, the Taekwondo people get called in to do all of this stuff and we're just like... Yeah. I mean, in, fair, in fairness to them, again, I've said it before, they don't know what they don't know. So if you know, you're training in your sports skills and that works in the environment that it's fit for and you see your techniques and your skills and your tactics working, it's very difficult sometimes mm. to, to think about it from a different context. Um, but most places are not doing... Especially if you've for so many years, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And accepted as yeah. synonymous. Yeah. 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 And then having in, you know, in, instructors at the beat, you know, circling back to the, in, the instructors, um, you know, you're expected to know a lot within your environment. Mm -hmm. And being able to say, you know, being brave enough to say, actually, I, I don't know that this is an area of, uh, of knowledge that I, ha I have no expertise in. Um, you know, I, I find that quite impressive. I think that anybody who's willing to say, this is not my bag and, and I, need to do, I need to get defer to someone else who has you know, got more knowledge, um, I have a massive respect for, for people that do that. Yeah, you just don't want to fall into that whole five ounces, four ounces trap yeah, yeah. of thinking that if you've known some early mm. Jeff Thompson stuff and that you've read a few books from there, because self-defense has come on a lot since then, yeah. and it's much more, well, I want to say much more inclusive, but I think I mean much more divergent in yeah. that, you know, you need to think about tailoring to the different demographics of who is actually vulnerable and what, you know, somebody in combatives can learn and do is a lot of fantasy violence where they're like yeah and if I was set on this I could do this 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 and then you know hey and it's just like wow it's and with your 72 year old granny who has a walking stick who is going to get mugged at the bus stop how is that working out for her yeah. you know it's really not there's too much Jason Dorn yeah. yeah yeah So guys, if you want a mental health talk in your club, mm -hmm. hit me up. If you want a 
violence prevention. Yeah, or self-defense for women or other groups of special interest hit the people. Uh, mm -hmm. I always try to Mispronounce. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just wondering what's wrong with our thing that is, it's very forgettable. Violence prevention management. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was trying to read it, but then I thought that. Oh, yeah. Look, look staring at uh, Mary's chest. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and her Predatory behaviour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for an amazing uh, seminar workshop. I uh, hope to. Not that I don't hope. I will book you for next year, I think, because your schedule is busy as well. And I'm um, trying to promote a bigger group, and I hopefully it's going to be growing and growing, and I can get my money for my youth. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, I managed to raise money for one really like. That's my it's like inflatable boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little toy boat for the kids' bath. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Les. Awesome. <laughs> Tried to wrap it up like five minutes ago. I, I, kept I know, I kept going. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.